Uh-oh, welcome everyone. This is the Uh-oh, Let's Talk podcast. I believe this is episode seven. Hand over to the host. Yes, yes, yes. I'm your host, Audio Geek, and this is, you're right, this is episode seven. So, it's an association with Kills in Clapham, and at the end of the show, we'll ask you a question, and if you answer it correctly, and post mm-hmm. the answer on one of our DMs, um, you will win some Kills goodies. So, first topic of today's podcast is any relevant news that's been going on at the moment. It's been a busy time, lots to talk about. Who wants to go first? Okay, it's the first time you guys have all been quiet. Uh, Dan, you want to start with the diversity thing? That was you who wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so um, I just can't believe that they've had so many complaints about it. Like, obviously... Um, the Britain's Got Talent, whoever runs it, would have known what diversity we're going to do if that, they've okayed it, whether it's Watershed or not, before Watershed or not. Um, I, I, I just think what they've done, they've, they've spoken about the entire year from working to the virus to um, what happened to George Floyd, about everything, um, about the world breaking up, coming together. I, I think how they've done it is very creative not and they're from their perspective as well and like a clear a clear message and I think what they've done is amazing and the amount of complaints that they've got is disgusting and I think like um Chris said earlier it, the people that are complaining are the ones that are part of the problem and I just I hope that diversity do not in any way like feel crap for any of the comments or any of the complaints. Well, it's not, I hope they feel proud of It's them not going to happen anyway. Yeah. Because I heard, I read Ofcom said so they're not going to investigate. But I, I suppose where they've probably seen messages and like maybe they've seen on social media like bad comments or whatever, I really hope that they're all proud of themselves for what they've done because I just don't think they've done yeah. anything wrong. The interesting thing about it is though, I went, when I, when I watched it after you guys said to have a look, um, ITV have actually disabled the comments, so you can't actually leave a comment on the video. Oh, good. Which I found, I found that, I don't know if I found that good or not. Like, haters are going to hate, innit? Like, to, if we put it in perspective, what's the population of the UK? Million. 60, know, 65 like, million, something like that. Right. 20,000 people complain. That's nothing. Like, that's, that's how I'm looking at it. Like, I'm, I'm a guy who does, like, numbers. So, for me, let them complain, innit? It's about, doing it's about right, 60, it's 67 million. It's nearly 68. Yeah, so they had 20, 22,000 complaints, I think. Yeah. That's, that's but when, when, like, when they're saying that they showed violence, I just think, how, in what way was it violent? No way at all. Like, I, would, my, I would, wouldn't mind showing my kids, my niece and nephew, that dance routine. I think it's so powerful. I just don't understand what goes through people's minds. Well, it's funny because we still, but we still learn about Christopher Columbus. We like, no, I think oh, this this is part of um, the issue that we have in terms of when we educate people about the past of of our country, and people have been most vocal when we've had to dig up the past and talk about its colonialism and some of the you know is it something like some stat of like all but twenty three countries in the world that we haven't visited or tried to take over. And when we start talking about things that are particularly hard to hear, then that's when the people start coming up about, we want to defend statues and defend our way of life. And this is, I think this falls within that bracket. Um, 
their biggest complaint was the fact that it was a political statement and those programs and those times shouldn't be used for political statements. But I think the whole problem is because we refuse to have those discussions about our past and we refuse to have, refuse to have this past, uh, discussions about things like sexism and all these things, then things don't change because actually what you're showing people is um, it's not okay to show brutality. It's not okay to show how people are suffering. Well, if it's not okay, how are you going to teach the children and the younger generation? It's, it's not okay. They have to see it to know that it's happening and that is wrong. Yeah. And I just think, again, to back Chris up there, um, the people that complain are part of the problem because you're attacking their way of life. You know, I suppose similarly where, you know, Grave and I have had many a discussion about, you know, rap music and that song WAP and all those kind of things like that. When things that aren't particularly the norm come and it's not what people are used to and it doesn't sound right and it sounds a bit off, the first thing we do is is we pull away from it because it makes us uncomfortable. And I think this is exactly where we are here. Those those That performance has made people uncomfortable. And rather than to, for it to become a trend and more uncomfortable things to happen, you know, they complain to try and get it shut down. And it's just, it's just non, everyone knows it's nonsense. Everyone can see it's nonsense. And I, when, again, are people complaining because they're still home? Sorry, when you say as well, like um, people need to have uncomfortable conversations, I just mm. don't think it should be uncomfortable because it's it's two or more people speaking about their experience and their views. And if everyone talks honestly and openly, it shouldn't be uncomfortable, but it should be like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I didn't realise um, moving forward, I'm going to try and do this or educate that. It should. I don't understand why it's uncomfortable if it's just an honest, open conversation. It should just be. And that's what I don't understand either. That makes sense. It's tricky. Like I said, yeah, I think, I th- I think it becomes uncomfortable because people have been in lots of areas of life we're not just talking about um racism and things like that in lots of areas of life people ignore the problem because they can carry on with their life um not dealing with it and and not having to discuss it and not having to be part of the solution and it's uncomfortable because people aren't willing to to change their ways or change their opinions so it becomes uncomfortable um but you're right these things these things shouldn't be uncomfortable at all people should be like you said, if they're braver enough to have these conversations, then maybe in life you'll have one uncomfortable conversation and you never have another one again. But because people ignore it and don't want to have it, we end up having a series of uncomfortable conversations because, like I said, people don't want to change their, their ways. It's a powerful performance, and I'll give credit to them for doing it. They've done something that they had to do it. Like, Look, at the moment, a lot of celebs especially from minority groups are getting a lot of stick we spoke earlier in our briefing before we before we pod so i know a couple people like have i missed something so before our podcast we we have a little briefing al sort of tells us off and what to say and not to say and uh we spoke about how some celebs are going through stuff like lewis hamilton's getting a lot of stick um that tennis player i i can't i don't know her name so i i apologize for that but i know she's getting a lot a lot of stick as well for for standing up and putting messages on t-shirts and what's coming out at the moment is should sportsmen 
and sports women stay out of any political or um, stuff that are going on currently and keep it just to sport because apparently sport's meant to be the level playing field where it doesn't matter about anything like that and people just want to have fun. But it's their platform. I'm not saying I agree. I agree with it. If yeah. it's your platform you've got there, yeah, you're allowed yeah. to do what you want to do. As long as it's not offensive or or to anyone, then I think you can do what you want. But obviously, Lewis Hamilton's got a few people's backs up. And I know for facts that F1 are talking about changing the rules of T-shirts and stuff um, after you win or during. So then it goes back to, our. do you remember our, our pod that we had a long time ago? It goes back to this issue. I mean, Chris, you're backing me up on this, you know, that when when now they're getting involved trying to ban things and political statement is because it hurts their money that's that's why not because yeah. you know that they, they gave they gave lewis hamilton the green light to kneel and to put his fist up and to do all of those things and then you had these other drivers that refused to do it all the other drivers did it in solidarity with him the others refused to do it because they gave some yeah. nonsense excuse about Basic, basically, it was about them not being told what to do, and they didn't no, align themselves. So then you with can't. Then respect, now, go on. With all respect, I don't think, and I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. You can't get upset with someone who doesn't want to doesn't want to protest for something you believe in. No, I just I just, I, I, just right, the, I just said I just said their excuse certain, was their excuse yeah, was nonsense. Uh, I, I, but I if they had come out and said, I just don't want to do it. Like it would have been, they'd have been. They might not be racist. I'm just saying, like there's certain things. That I don't think I would protest with, but it doesn't mean I'm against it. And not at, not at I mean. all, but I've got the right to say, if it's something that affects me and affects the people like me, I have a right to say, your excuse is nonsense. We don't have to agree. Maybe people may not agree with the fact that I can say that your excuse is nonsense, but guess what? Like, your excuse is nonsense. You know, you've been asked to, you've been asked to show some solidarity. No one's asking you to sign a petition. No one's asked you to go on record. In fact, when you look at 22 players kneeling on a field, you don't think, oh my goodness, you know, what's Harry Maguire doing kneeling? No one cares. All they see is 22 players showing solidarity. And that's what was asked of you. Fair enough. You don't want to do it. Cool. We move on. But the F1 were happy to do that. And from the moment they've got this guy winning and winning and winning and winning and winning, they've been allowing him to do his... Chadwick Boseman celebrations, his Black Lives Matter celebrations, but then all of a sudden, when your most prized asset, who is a black man, is now turning the headlines away from the sport because he's being political, that's when money gets involved. And when your money starts getting tight and your money hurts, what do you do? You start to fight back. Has someone plugged out Chris's mic, by the way, because he's bare quiet today. I'm just, I'm just biding my time listening to you guys. Just, right, list, just listening just to you. I'm not seeing. I know Danny sometimes controls you and controls all of us, really. I thought Danny may have plugged your mic out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to talk no, to she him, said man. I could have it plugged in today, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Right. It's, it's, yeah, do you know what? Like, you can have your own facts, but you can't, and everyone can have, but you know, and everyone's going to have their own opinions. It's, it's a weird one because you've got, you've got them obviously delivering diversity you got them delivering a political message but freedom of expression it's it's creativity it's art they're well within their rights to do that Twenty four thousand people want to complain i mean what are they complaining about why they're complaining i don't agree with it but 
they're entitled to complain. ITV cancelling off the comment section. It kind of goes against their argument of saying, well, diversity have got the right to express themselves because if people want to if people want to express themselves in the comment section, then they should be allowed to. Obviously, if they're going to put something deliberately offensive, then that needs to be dealt with and get reported. But people are entitled to their opinion. Um, Lewis Hamilton has, is using his platform, which, let's be honest, if he wasn't doing, we'd be criticising him. If he was just coming out and saying it like 10 years later, oh, I feel bad about this, or doing his, or doing all his, his pro... His, his pro rallies and things like that, we'd be saying, well, where was this energy when you were top dog in F1? But he's doing it. Mm. He's doing it right. He put his money where his mouth is. Like, You know, it's, why, it's funny why Chris says that. I don't know if, if every, anybody watched that, uh, The Last Dance. The, the, uh, MJ. Um, M- MJ. Yeah. And do you remember he got a stick for not of backing, was it Jesse, Jesse Jackson, when he was going for, in his political thing, one of them candidates, he didn't mm. support him. Mm. Um, he 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 put funds in, yeah, like he put funds, but he never publicly came out and supported them. Mm. And I know the black community in America gave him stick for not using his platform to support the black community. And it's funny because it's like, it's it's up to you in it. You use your platform how you want to use your platform. And I remember Lewis Hamilton once saying that he never decided to be a role model. Everyone else put the role model tag on him. You know I mean? He's when young, he's successful, and black. Like, yeah, he's going to be a role medal to a lot of people, whether he likes it he, or not. And he, he just embraced de- it. He just decided to drop some bars on a Christian Aguilera song instead. <laughs> well, talking about role, I think it, I think that leads us nicely on onto Mason Greenwood and uh, Phil Folden. Well, I was actually going to um, quickly say his team are also wearing end races and t-shirts. Pardon? His team are also wearing end. Races and T-shirts, and they're white guys. A, ge- a German company as well. Yeah, it's non- it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It, it, it's um, now we've gone beyond the point of um, it's socially acceptable to say Black Lives Matter and blah blah blah. And now we're getting to the point where people are getting fed up of seeing it. Though obviously those who have an issue with it are getting fed up with seeing it, and now they're getting a bit more brazen because we're moving on to different things now. And actually, it's it's. I think the more you pay credence to it, the bigger it, it blows up. And I just think when, when those 24,000 people, I, I'm happy to know that they will go to bed angry tonight. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's enough for me. But yeah, but like, like Graham said, it is, it is a nice little segue. Um, I've, I've got a very different opinion about all of this Mason Greenwood, um, Phil Foden thing, because for those who don't know the storyline or the sort of the, um, the timeline behind it, so England went and played in their Nation League games a couple of weeks ago and they were playing their last game in Iceland. And the whole point of these leagues um, continuing is some of the smaller nations still need the money and the revenue from playing those games. So, for, you know, so, the, so the idea was, as long as it can be done in a controlled way, we can continue it. And that's what they did. Very similar to the UFC, they have this, this system of, you know, no one in, no one out, testing every couple of days, no one leaves the bubble, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the only way the games could continue. And Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden broke the protocol of um, the COVID guidelines by allowing two women to enter their their hotel, um, thus putting their bubble at risk. Um, they've been publicly shamed for it by the media. They've been 
they, I think they've been backed by their clubs. I think, to be fair, I think the clubs have, have come out quite nicely and said, yep, we're unhappy with their behaviour. We'll deal with them internally. I've left that as that. I think Southgate, um, I think he's handled it poorly because he sent them home and made this nonsense about earning trust. Um, and actually, trust goes both ways. If you don't have their backs, where they're young men that have made mistakes, how are they going to trust you? if you can't, you know, allow them to make their mistake and, and you don't need to punish them twice. And I suppose my feeling in all of this um, goes back to this concept of footballers being vilified uh, by the media and a slight segue to the fact that Mason Greenwood himself, a young black footballer, um, He's probably been vilified a bit harder than Phil Foden, in my opinion. I might be wrong. Ah, uh, bruv, he didn't help himself, though, when he went and done the bloody... Balloon team. No, but he didn't know. But this, but, but this is the point. That's see, that is historical. That's a historical picture. Mm. So, so I, this I, is, this, that, this I, is, I give you props for that because I thought that was a reason. Exactly. Thing, so why? Exactly. Doing? So what's the narrative behind that? He's already lost so his position me, in the England you're team. You're telling me that right? this, that photo surfaced because it's an old photo. It's an old photo. So this is yeah, what I'm trying to nice. say to you. This is exactly this is the point though. They want you to believe this thing. Why are they trying to set both of them up? to look like bad people. They've already been disgraced. They've already embarrassed themselves beyond belief. Yeah, they've already got these women uploaded. No, but they're young. But, 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 but I'll get they're to that. I'll get, I'll get to that. My point is, my point is, they've already gone through the hard part of the embarrassment. Phil Foden has a girlfriend and a child and there are pictures of him in his tighty whities Halfway down, his, back, like, halfway, halfway down his bum <laughs> bum, right? They've, they've suffered for it, right? So then oh. why are you now putting all your efforts into finding more dirt? So they went and found historical pictures of him doing laughing gas. They've then tried to track down um, women that Bowden has tried to do something behind his girlfriend's back with. So what what is it about the media that makes it acceptable to, to dig out our young players and and crucify them, you know. And then there's, there's a segue about Greenwood that I'll get to later, but I don't know, just discuss. Chris, Danny, views? Right, well, Dan, you go first, Chris. Well, will they... Firstly, like... Chris, you should have let Danny go first, man. She's a girl, like... No, no, it's fine. Can't let the lady go first. No, it's Gen fine. No, it's all right. Chivalry He's got died. no manners, Danny. He's got no, ma He's got no manners. Gen gender died. equality. <laughs> no. Chris, you go first. Thank you, Danny. Right, so... So, Mr Foden has got away with it far lighter than, than Mr Greenwood. Like, like Al said, they've dug up these photos of Mason Greenwood doing balloons. Um, obviously... The biggest crime is that photo circulating of Phil Foden dressed like a roadman whilst he's on holiday. <laughs> you all know the photo I'm talking about, innit? When he's got his them knobbly knees out and he's wearing that man bag and that Balmain t-shirt thinking he's <laughs> thinking he's wicked and bad. That's the biggest crime here. Um, but seriously, like, they're what? 19, 20, 21? Yeah. It's their first thing to call up. Like, they've been put in a room together... Which was which was Southgate's fault, like they're new boys. You put them with yeah, an experienced old head that's yeah, going to keep exactly. them out of Where's trouble. Old, you put two young head? lads with all that money, all that free time together in a room. What do you think they're going to be doing? Playing Scrabble? No, they're 
they they so be fair. they've been putting the work in on Insta. They found themselves two of course. found themselves two girls. The girls have then filmed it, set them up, which they should have expected. Exactly. Um, like they're obviously not very intelligent. One of them or they're, or they're just or they're just being led by a part of their anatomy that's not their brain. Which let's be honest, that's something you can relate to, Greg. Um <laughs> But honestly, like it, it it was yeah, okay, technically it's breaking COVID, but for them to have played, they would have been getting tested anyway. So I'm sure they would have been tested yeah, before or after the game or when they came back not into the country and probably when they were back at the club, when they got returned from so they would have been tested. So that's probably the least of the worries. They're just young lads that have just done something foolish. Like we can all relate to that. Like it's 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 a minor incident, but the biggest issue is the way that they've they've got after Mason and they've kind of left Phil Phil alone they, largely. They, I, 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 and do you know what? I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to make it come across like you know this is a political thing. But I just think for me, I think that's always been quite common. In that the was my first that. thought. Look at the way that yeah. they treat Raheem Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. It, when Sterling bought a house for his mum. Everyone forgets that. So, and there's, a, and there's another, there's another house story. Yeah, they, the Daily Mail printed two identical articles not far within each other. One of them was um, Premiership footballer plays for Man City has never uh, played in a Premiership. Here it is young Man City footballer twenty on twenty five grand a week splashes out on Mansion on a mark for two two and a half million despite never started a Premier League game. Yeah, and and this. Talks about the house. It's got six bedrooms, blah, blah, blah. And the whole story is the fact that this youngster has bought a house for himself and he's never played a premiership game. Like, you know, what a, what an idiot. Smart lad. And what a Smart guy. lad. And do, you know, and do you know why he bought the house? Mumsy. He bought it for his mum. Bought it for his mum, right? Didn't, didn't mention that. Not long after that, there's a nice article that says... Manchester City starlet Phil Foden buys new two million house, million pound house for his mum. Phil Foden is set up his Manchester future by buying a family new home. The teenagers' parents were involved in the decision, and that's what that's what riles me. That's what really riles me. It 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 it, it pushes the buttons in the sense of it's okay to buy a house for your mum if you're young and you're white. If you're young and you're black, then it's a silly decision. And you're stupid for doing it. This is that the, is, da- this is and, the and, Daily Mail, though. And to be fair, yes, to be fair, it's a Daily Mail. But I think Sterling has suffered from these sorts of things. Hey, you know, I've said it from day dot. The all of those players have... remind you of who you are. All those they've gone after Greenwood harder. I think yes, they've kind of tried to embarrass uh, Foden with the whole kind of sex scandal. He's been trying to go away without his missus behind the back, all that kind of stuff. But do you know what? I had to I had to dig to find that. I generally had to dig to find that. I had to dig out. I typed in Phil Foden's girlfriend and only then it came up with an article about him trying to sleep behind her back. You type in Mason Greenwood, it is plastered wall to wall with shame, 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 shame. Why have they got a player who was a week ago seen as the next great hope for our country as this fantastic footballer. And two weeks later, a week later, sorry, he is now scum of the earth. Why is it that the British media find the the, the need to chop away at... And, and, and It might be because of... We've all forgot about Harry. We've all forgot about Harry. It's not just the British media, though. I'm not even going to lie. Like... I feel like me and Chris are folding and, and uh, Greenwood right now because they're sending for me too. 
Do you know what I mean? But it's just how it is. You let them come. You just gotta face it. Like it, that's that's the everyone makes like this week, and I'm saying it on a personal flex. I I feel like the witch the witch hunt's real. Like I, for the first time, I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder. And and that's and that's how that society's making me. Yeah, feel yeah right no, now. you can't, you can't though. This and this and 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 this just kind of goes back to. Sorry, Danny, I'll bring you in in a minute. This kind of goes back to what I was just saying to Chris about. I'm I'm so glad that he said that first because yes, we as black men have always been made to believe that when we spot something as not being right, when we say it, we've always been made to believe we've got a chip on our shoulders. We're a bit too bullshy and we're a bit too big for our boots. We've been always been made to believe that we're not seeing it correctly and we're throwing a race card. So when these things do happen amongst ourselves, we'll say, yes, yeah, because he's black. But amongst other people in public, we don't say anything because we've been Stop used. Stop giving us chips then, bro. We, we've been, you, no, but listen, chips. we've been used to being told we have chips on our shoulder. And then finally, when we're starting to see that, actually, come on, people have been treating us differently. I find it, Astonishing in today's age, the media still get away with it. How they still getting away yeah. of doing it? So, sorry to cut across you out. I think this is an interesting thing for you to be able to bring some perspective on. As someone that's grown up in a multicultural family yeah. and is now, you know, fathering, uh, sorry, you know, has got a father with, you know, the father of your kids is, is black. Have yeah. you noticed a change? Do you see things differently now that you're in that situation or is it something you've always been aware of? No, so actually John's, me and John's dad had a chat about this and he asked me if I had noticed if my white privilege has been affected since being with John. And I said, not that I'm aware of, but um, I, I think I've previously mentioned I don't watch the news, I don't listen to the news. I'm quite, in, I'm in a bit of a bubble, I, I guess. I, I don't know, I, I'm just, I just don't, I've just never been brought up in a way that, like, we we see the people for people. We don't see whether yeah. they're... You don't see the Yeah, or, like, we don't see someone by their weight. We don't... So, because we're a bit like that, that's just how I've brought up, that I've grown up. But um, I don't... I've had comments in the past when I was younger, um, but I just... I just don't... Um, Sorry, how did you word the question again? Do you feel that you're treated differently as a result oh. of being with John? Or, yeah, do you think so... you, or, do you, or do you appreciate or do you see things more now that you think like John's being marginalised or so just things I've, in general? I've never noticed John being treated differently. Everyone that meets John likes him. Um, my family have welcomed him with open arms. I've never seen them treat him different. Um, because of John's like personality, we all have internal banter within our family, and that's fine. I've personally not seen John treated differently. I mean, what about the rest of the world? What about how the about, rest of the world treats him? Just about to say, but yeah. I so just... I, I've never, I've, we've been into certain pubs in different areas where John's been stared at, looked at. Um, you know, like if we go to different areas and they're like, oh, I've got a black friends, or you know, like something like Jesus that. Christ. I've, I've noticed that, or like, um, oh, uh, or. Oh, I know how to tame roll, or I cook a good. You know, stuff like that. Like, they should laugh, but man alive. Uh, I've I've noticed that. I've noticed in certain. So, um, I my stepdad's Greek, so we we're around like we used to be around a lot, lot of old school Greek men, and I know some of the Greek language, 
and um, certain words were used around like, oh, she's with, basically she's with a black guy. Um, and I used to think, oh my God, you are so rude. That is just ridiculous. So I've, I've noticed stuff like that, but mm. I would always be like, I would always stand up. And my mum's always Chris. said, You've, I, I brought my kids up in a multicultural society and we're, our family's multicultural, so whatever. Like, this is, this is where we live and this is who we are and that's fine. So, I don't know. But Dana, I appreciate that you, you know it's there though. Yeah, 100%. You know you make it, it's always going to be. I did have a thought the other day though. It just came to me. So, the colour purple was on TV. And I don't know. Mm. I, I'm, Big film. Yeah, massive, yeah massive over, film. Over, over. So I, I was telling John. So um, my mum's over from Cyprus, and my, I was telling John. I was like, when we lived in Clapham, my um, this film came through the post, and I put it on, and I was, I watched it, and my, and John was like, how old are you? And I was like, I think I must have been five or six. My mum was like, yeah, you were definitely five or six. And I said, and I sat and watched it the whole way through. And John was like, wow, you did that. And I said, yeah, it was a film. And then he was like, my mum forced me to watch it. Like, she put it on and made me watch it. And I said, I love it. It's one of my favourite films. And I wondered back then at five or six, did something, did that film touch me in a way that I'm now, I see things the way I see now because I was five and six when I watched it. And it only came to me when I was watching it the other day that I thought, I wonder if, that's maybe why I see things the way I do. I, I don't know. But they say right, racism's not. It's not taught. Like, sorry, it's not. It's not. You're not born with it. Yeah. You raise it. Like Chris, I'm gonna ask you the same question that you asked Danny. Go on. Since since we've been business partners, have you have you noticed that your white privilege is maybe not as there as much? Interesting one. And um, probably because of where we where we socialize where we do our business it's it's not a problem like where we go out in in london and that i mean you go anywhere sort of in towards clapham or brixham when we went out the other night like it's just it's just it, everyone is from different different countries different races religions etc so it's 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 not something that i've ever noticed i've not yeah. noticed necessarily me being treated differently because you know, I take charity and I I, I socialise with you. Like, I think I'll be honest, though, it's probably it's probably there, but because of you know the way that I don't necessarily pay attention or, or take too much notice of how rude the gen- general public can be at times, I don't necessarily associate it with that. I just think, well, you're just you're just a dickhead anyway. So I don't I don't necessarily think it's from that place. Um. I've noticed I've noticed occasions where I've been treated differently by people I've met on my own than when I've been with you and that's not necessarily been the way that you're posing that question I've noticed that I've been treated more positively because they know that I'm friends with you than if I hadn't yeah particularly um particularly people from the Caribbean or the African community I've noticed that when they realize that I'm friends with you they've been more forthcoming or friendlier with me. And I don't know if that's just because they know that we're they friends have, or because, they, or because they look, maybe they've made a snap judgment about what sort of person I'll be when they first met me and then realize that I'm maybe not the person they thought I was. And then they've, you know, been more open as a result of it. I don't know. It's an interesting one. 
Bregan, Al, that is interesting. I've got a question for you two. Do you ever, when do you ever, when you meet someone of a different culture, do you ever feel like sometimes they say things to try and prove to you that they're not racist? Oh, all the time. It's just awkward. All the, all, all the time. Or uh, how can I say this without offending anyone? Say it. Like, say it with your chest. When you when you when you when you meet like um someone from outside your race that is used to dating black guys and they try and like oh i can cook like your mum and i'm like oh don't don't do that do you know what i mean like don't 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 do insult mumsy like, like yeah, yeah just don't don't do that you don't it's not it's not a game it's really a point system yeah. like I, I don't know or like oh i can came through here or like it's just like look good on you well done do you know what i mean but like i don't know that's i don't know what owls my experience has been very different i think my experience is i think i've been around people who are so desperate to prove then they're so desperate to not say something offensive they end up saying something (laughs) offensive anyway they get so there there are times when so most recently um someone i played football with and he, for a long time, was he wasn't really somebody I, I would necessarily associate with. Not because he was a bad guy or anything like that. It just didn't, you know, he's not the kind of person I gravitated to. But he gravitated gravitated towards me. Um, and I thought actually he's quite he's quite a cool guy. So, you know, when we used to meet up for football, we would chat and we'd get on quite well. And then I think in him trying to prove to me that he was quite a sound guy. And, you know, I don't see your race kind of thing. You know, he became more and more comfortable. And you almost get into that scenario where you intentionally say something um, inflammatory just to prove that you're only just joking and, 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 and it's all banner. Um, and then lo, lo and behold, when they get very, very comfortable, and then that's when the true colours come out and you realise, yep, there was always something fishy about you. I wasn't quite sure. And now I see that. The people that, you know, so like a good example is, is Chris in the same in the same vein that I only knew Chris because he was Gravy's friend and I didn't have any preconceived ideas. Oh, he's going to be a bit of a funny guy or whatever, whatever. I took him on face value and he never, you know, he never made out like he's one of the black boys. He's just, he's just Chris. And for that reason, that's why we got on because he's himself. And I tend to find that, like I said, I end up meeting these people who are so desperate to not come across as inconsiderate and racist that they end up within very, a very short time proving that they are. Um, That's interesting. And then just makes me just realise that yeah, you need to be a bit more careful with your judgment. Yeah, you got to be more careful with your judgment because. The the, the the desperacy that they're showing to be friends with you, maybe you're mistaking that for someone taking you on face value, but actually that's them trying to prove a point and maybe add to their stock of black friends um, as opposed to just taking you for you. Because listen, Grave will always tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, listen, that, that Dave song, Screw Face Capital, is probably not far about me. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, been, I've been through work, through personal, everything. My face is set. 
that's just how I am. I'm a thinking man. Listen, I'm a thinking man. There's always something on my mind. I'm always running stuff over in my head. And for that reason... If you don't understand what a screw face is, it's like when you smell your top lip and you realise it stinks. Like that's our face. And that, that is always my face. Like I told you, I'm a busy man. There's always things rolling about in my head. So unfortunately, my face doesn't always convey how I feel. And it's always, you know, yeah, I've got a bit of a screw face on, you know. So I'm not the most welcomest people in the world. So if, if someone is trying to befriend me who doesn't know me and they see I've got a screw face on, I've got a question about <laughs> their, their character. Do you know what I mean? What are you trying? <laughs> Why would you want to be Daddy, my friend? Yeah. What What made you um bring on to that segue? Why would you ask in that question? No, because I, I do always I notice it sometimes. It's like oh, I've got a black friend, or or my my cousin's got a black friend, or I, I've heard comments like that, and it must be from their point of view, they're probably just trying to show you that they're okay, and then from your point of view, it just must. Miss- must be so cringe and you're like oh my god and, that well, that's my okay. that's my point danny isn't it yeah. that, that's exactly the point the more you're tr- listen it's like listen we've always said this before everybody has a little bit of homophobic ten you know yeah. tendencies everybody has a bit of racial tendency everyone has a bit of sexism in them but for some people it's such a minute level it's not undetectable and actually it goes it come probably goes down a bit as ignorance more than anything yeah um but there are some people who have it in, in, in abundance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're the people that are doing their best to show you they don't have it. I don't need to prove to anybody that I'm not, that I'm homophobic because I don't have any issues with anybody that's gay. So I don't need to prove that point. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I don't have to be around a gay person and watch my language because there's never anything that's going to be in my language that's going to necessarily put me in trouble. What I do have to watch is how I speak around women. Because as a man, we do have male privilege. And things that we often say that we take as just normal, everyday conversation, you've got to realise that actually that can be a little bit sexist. So that's why I do have to watch what I say around women because I know I can say things that sometimes can be offensive. I don't mean anything massively offensive. I mean things like when when you... when (laughs) So like, for example, if you're driving... And, you know, a woman cuts you up and you're like, all right, love. You know, yeah. that, that phrase in itself is very sexist. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, or, the, you, or the, one, the other one is um, <laughs> when someone's trying to park and they say it must be a woman. Yeah. Or handbags. You know, that, that yeah. stuff is, is massively <laughs> accepted in, 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 into the... Yeah, so if, 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 people are argu- if people are arguing and it's a really yeah, pathetic yeah. argument, you say, oh, Lord, they're having handbags. Uh, so, handbags. you know, the, the whole concept of two women hitting each other with handbags, oh, you know. Yeah. And, and it's those sort of phrases that are so um, common in the English language that I have to make sure that when I am talking in these kind of scenarios where Danny's there, I've got to make sure that actually... I'm being respectful to her. You know, oh, so. it's funny you say that because when we was out the other day, there was a little scuffle, like I think in the toilets, and someone said, oh, it's only handbags. And we all turned back round. And it was, it was like, like, in my head, you, just, like, you just dismiss it. Yeah, it's yeah, just dismissed it. Like, yeah, like, uh, like, look, if anyone's listening, like, and you're offended by that, we apologize. But, like, look. But no, but that's, I think that's the point. That's what we're saying, isn't it? The more you have to sit there and try to talk to somebody who's yeah. transgender and you've got to watch what you say, that says more about your feelings towards them yeah. than, you know, um, or somebody who's Jewish or somebody who's black. Also, you know, the know more you've got to... Exactly, yeah. That's why, you know, the, the more people are trying to prove a point, the more you've got to realise maybe they're not the people for you. 
I do but, have um, a funny well. story though. So um go on. we that one of our friends, um, we always go to their family stuff and their family member used to go out with this girl, they're split up now. Anyway, every time we went round there she literally like gravitated to John every time. Anyway, so she's um a white girl, um, grew up in Brixton. Um and <laughs> she would always be like, Oh yeah, how we go or oh, I can cane roll one time like actually started cane rolling a kid's hair in front of John just to show she could cane roll and then she'd be like um she'd say something else like all the time and one time um Evie and Isla were there and they've got soft curly hair um and I I I don't have curly hair so I've asked my mixed race friends okay what products should I use so I've been trial and error I work for a hairdressing company so I know about hair and whatever so anyway, I'm stood there and then like, she was like, oh my God, you should so let me cane roll their hair one day in front of John, trying to impress him. And um, as I was walking out with the girls, um, she, she said to John, yeah, because you know when these white girls can't do these um, mixed race <laughs> hair? And I was like, wow. whoa, say what you want, like flirt your ass off to John, crack on, do not comment on how I do my daughter's hair. No, but to be fair, Danny, number one, no strangers were putting their hand in the child's head. Like, I'd be like, oh, she didn't touch I'd have given one Bruce Lee chop, like, putting your hand in my child's head. But that happens, though. I think that happens. Yeah. You get people who, who believe... So listen, the way I see it is, if you're lucky enough to be ingratiated in somebody else's culture, don't try and, and show people who are in that culture that you know it better than them. Yeah. I think that's... In, it's in, it's, in, yeah, it's insulting. It. It's insulting. Yeah. I think if... I think I think my missus put it quite well in a time when my big thing about women in the media is you don't need to behave the way you behave. You don't need to dress the way you dress to get attention because I believe women are 10 times more powerful than that mm. if you give yourselves a bit of a break and not conform to social you know things. And my missus said to me, that's great what you're saying and it's right, but it's very hard to hear that coming from a man because you, because, because, because you are the men are half the problem, yeah. right? So it's very hard hearing people who are the perpetrators of the reason why people behave the certain way that they are to then turn around and give advice how not to behave that way. And I think it's Probably the same. It's, it's the same concept with. Go on. But it works both ways, though. I remember once, like, um, I was one of the venues I was DJing at. Obviously, I was resident, and they were like, "Oh, we need we need to get another DJ," but they wanted a female DJ. We're like, look, we just want to mix it up. Want to want to have a female DJ? I was like, yeah, cool. So we started doing a couple trial sets for a, for a couple D, and one of them come in. Oh, she was smoking, absolutely smoking. And I remember the the owner going, "I'm not gonna lie. If you two would have come in at the same time at the beginning for a set, in my head, no matter how crap she was, she'd have got the job." Mm. So it works. It can work both ways. I'm not saying that that's right, but it it, that, it does work both ways. Do you know what I mean? So. You've got to play no, the game. No, no. And what, and what I mean, what I'm trying to say is, you know, kind of alluding to a bit, a bit, a little bit of what Gray was saying is, as a man trying to point out what women need to do better to to push women on in this women, society, I guess is it, a bit insulting. I guess some women use their sexuality when it comes yeah, to men and they, they do it, well. it very well yeah. but, but it's insulting for a man to be able to tell a woman 
what they can and can't do with their sexuality yeah. because half the time they have to use it because of the fact that it's a man's world in the first place. Yeah. And I think the point I was trying to go back to is if you are lucky enough to be ingratiated in another culture, like don't then try and prove to the people in that culture that you know it as well as them because yeah. you will never know it as well as them because you, you that is not you. That's not yeah. your life. It's not your story. Yeah. It's not your, you know, because let's look, let's look behind the real, real story behind black women and mixed race women and their hair. They have a tough time with their yeah. hair. You know, they really, really do. So for you to sort of stand there and make it as if you're this you're this guardian that can just plait hair like a champion, yeah. like you, you you don't you're not a part of the struggle. So don't you ever stand your hair. You know, because you know, you're part of that struggle now, Danny, because you know that you've got children whose hair's a bit tougher than your own. So you're part of that struggle. You're trying to learn what you can learn, do what yeah. you can do to help them. So for someone to try and make it out to you they know more than you when you when you go through the struggle yourself personally with your children it's insulting you know so it's funny though because this week sorry to change the subject talking about families and females that have used their sexuality obviously al contacted me last week and a bit of tears i'm like what's up bro he's like the kardashians is coming to an end like look (laughs) if any family has used their sexuality to make themselves billionaires it's that family right or wrong they have done awesome, and a lot of it probably goes down to the mum, innit? Because she, Chris Jenner's a real one. Yeah, she, 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 um, I don't know. If she's a real one, but I give her. She's a, she's a smart she's, one. She's ruthless. Like, I give her that. Like, I give her that. Like, boy, that family is. They've made money from their from making themselves look beautiful. Take, well, yeah. <laughs> look take, at, look take at all the back. all the like. Mariah Carey, how sexy she dresses when she's doing her music, how a lot of women, they've like, look at Pink, the first video she ever did was completely different to her music now and how Yeah, I'm not being funny that I don't like using the word, but she might fall in the box of a culture vulture because Oh, she did, but she admitted to it she, she came in on the R&B. Yeah. Like, no, no, she oh, you know what I'm doing this, because I yeah. love that, that yeah, the no, first she, two no, tunes She, she 100% admitted to it, she said um this is how they wanted to market me. Oh. I wasn't comfortable with it. I wanted to make my way in the music industry. So I did what they told me to. And I made it very clear to them by hook or by crook. Once I get through the door, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And by hook and by crook, when I got that second album, I thought, this is not what I signed up for. Because I was hearing straight bangers on that first album. Yeah, and all of a sudden, album, I'm not, I, yeah, bangers. I was hearing bangers. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing nothing. This is not what I signed up for. And she openly said it. And, and for that, I've got to give her credit for. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll give her credit for making it successful as well. Because she was still successful after she switched lanes. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, so, she, but she, true she, she made it clear. I was always going to switch lanes. I did what they asked me to do. But I told them by hook or by crook, I will, I will not do this anymore. I'm going to go back to what I, what I love. So, you know, good for her. Um, I don't know. It's... it's I don't know. I think we've gone off topic here. It's a good topic, though. I think I suppose we're talking about the Kardashians, and I suppose my opinion. But how long they've been? How long they've had that that show for? That's not what, fifteen, what? fourteen Bruh, seasons, some, thirteen seasons. You know, there's like grown that. women that have grown up with them, like from when they were youths, like fifteen, like thirteen, fourteen, mm. fifteen, grown up with that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But talking, they've had eighteen how, seasons. Eighteen seasons. That's mad. Eighteen seasons. That's mad. That's nearly twenty years on TV. But going back to two thousand seven, you and you and Danny, mm-hmm. um, 
your kids are back at school. Mm-hmm. How do you both feel about it? And how do the kids feel about it? How have the kids been? Have you noticed a difference in their behavior? Are they got less energy, more energy? I don't know. Talk to me. I mean, Evie's loving it. There's only been that, like, so she had a funny settling in period. Um, it went over like a week. But now she's in full time from Wednesday. And um, yeah, she's loved it. She's loved seeing her friends again from preschool because the preschool was attached to the school. Um, she is more knackered um, when she gets home. But she absolutely loved it. She misses Isla. Isla misses Evie. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm so happy that, that she's at school now and with her friends and actually not just at home. And how do you feel, Dan? Are you glad they're back at school? So you can like watch lose women again. <laughs> you know, I'm so I Isla's at nursery on a Monday and Tuesday, and I literally have Isla Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and um. So Isla, I don't know. I've I don't know if I've this is a random phrase, but I for the past few days I've sat and played with her non-stop all day, and it's like even if I get up to do something, she's like, no, come sit down, sit down. She wants to do something with her all day, so I'm hoping this is a fleeting phase. Because otherwise I won't be able to do my like my housework. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's her missing Evie, but she's just wanted me next to her all day. Hmm. Al, um, I'm happy that they're back. Um, definitely, um, they both wanted to be back. They both needed to be back. Um, they're both happy to see their friends. Um, they're both happier when they're back home. Um, my worry is that it's not going to last very long because, you know, as we as we sort of approach the back end of the podcast, um, and it's something that we wanted to touch on, um, I, I generally do believe that we are looking very close to having local lockdowns. Um, when knew that was going to happen? Though. Yeah, they, I mean, they said it. They did say it. they did say October was the second wave. I think they were being a little bit naive saying that, you know, we need to be careful to avoid this second... I think they always thought that was going to happen. I think with this reopening of things and the debacle with testing and the debacle with, oh, you can go out in groups the of testing, 30 the and been, now groups of six. And um, then it's, well, you can play football, but you can't do this. And with all that put together, we are we are where we are at now. And where we are now is the fact that in this month alone, we've exceeded the numbers um, in new cases um, than what we had back in March. Um, well, how many deaths have we had? Though? The deaths are not high. No. no, the deaths aren't high, but I don't... People that's don't get not... it, bro. It's like the flu. People get the no, flu. No, 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 no. The deaths aren't the issue because the deaths were never the issue because the deaths never really... Sh- the deaths nearly never really revealed what was going on. It just revealed how people were dealing with it because at one point, all the deaths were people that were elderly. And then all of a sudden it started to switch to 30-year-olds and 20-year-olds. So they didn't really prove anything other than the fact that um, we were okay in terms of our capacity. We didn't really hit our, our limit. But whilst the deaths were high, you know, we, we, we were bubbling around the same sort of levels towards the back end of infections. But what it does tell you is we've now, at our peak, we were hitting 5,000 new cases a day. At our lowest, we were a couple of hundred a day, and now we've gone back up to nearly three and a half thousand per day. So I don't think that's a case of we're always going to get it. I think that's a case of 
I don't I think... how many of them cases are people that have got it twice. Well, this, there hasn't been really many records about people that have got it twice. I think someone in America has come forward and said they've had it twice. I don't think it's been heard about in the UK. I honestly do believe, I think people, as we saw during lockdown, people have a limit of how much they're willing to change their behaviour. And Young people like, don't care. Like it. I said, Grove and I have had lots of discussions about masks and hand washing and all that kind of stuff. And I think I sit on the fence in a, in a sense of, um, I'm not really feeding into a conspiracy at the moment. I'm just trying to keep my family safe. And if I can keep my family safe by doing what's been asked of me, that's absolutely fine. Um, I think that, yes, I think without trying to blame any community, be it young, old, Asian, black, I feel like, like I said, people have a limit to how much they're willing to change their, their behaviour. And I think we've now got to the point now where people are just like, right, okay, I'm a bit tired of wearing a mask. I'm a bit tired of socially distancing. I'm a bit tired of not going out and drinking. So I'm going to have a little party in my house. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people now just saying, because if you look at the curve, the curve didn't drop for very long. It dropped and went straight back up again. But and no, I think the that's problem in- is, it's, everyone's got to do their bit. Like, and, and the problem is, like, and I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet as a promoter, but clubs, bars, cinemas restaurants like it is now compulsory to do track and trace it's compulsory that's that's law track yeah and but trace. track and trace through but this is the problem though bro track and oh, trace no, through no, 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 your no. system not through the government system which yeah is yeah, yeah. Through the system. Yeah. yeah but i know i've been to a few restaurants and bars this week and not one person's asked me for no track and trace deals like i know a lot of it is if you jump on the wi-fi you automatically have to do it but no one's telling you to do it like, so from my point of view, it's like, hold on a minute, everyone's got a responsibility to do it, but no one, it's like now... The, the government have like got responsibility to do it, and they can't even do that themselves. They can't no, do they it. Can't. They then can't do it. They've not got a succinct, actual, fully working, proper track and trace system. Where's the app? Yeah, the app, they, they, they cancelled the app, didn't they? Because they, because they fudged it up. They fudged they, all of it, this it, up. It they have fudged like hour, all of this up, right? So now the onus, like you said, Grave, the onus now comes on the individual, the individual business. So, And that's my point. People's ability to keep doing it is starting to wane. So if you're if you're a business and you're realising you're going to have to turn people away because they're not doing this, not you're thinking, oh, forget this, man. Let's just let them in. It's fine. It's just one table. But it's that, just but two that's, tables. That's, but that's exactly what the attitude is at the moment. Exactly. That's, that's what that I'm saying. That's why I think it's gone back up. That's why I think the kids aren't going to be there for much longer because I do believe that we're going to yeah, go through a second wave. Yeah, I, I, local lockdowns coming yeah, I think I think we're going to... I reckon... I reckon I'm going to boldly say... The next time we do a pod, I reckon we'll, we'll see some local lockdowns in London. Well, Newcastle... In, in particular, Boris. Because I don't think they're ever going to do complete... They can't. Like what you said. They Not, can't. The economy would be fit. Mortal they Kombat can't. finished. But I know Newcastle were doing curfews. So all restaurants, bars... East of East of London, East of England, yeah. to close at 10 o'clock. That, what, diff- what difference? What difference does that make, though? I don't, if I'm honest, what difference does it make? Like, I'm not going to catch it at one o'clock. Difference to da- nine thirty. Do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, th- yeah. No, but, you're right. I think it's more about putting systems in place that just stop. So, like a curfew is to make sure people aren't where they shouldn't be. And who's going to enforce it when they're not there? 
when they are there. It, <laughs> none of it can, yeah, none of it can be enforced. It, it relies on the individual to follow the rules. You know, I'm not going to break the rules. I'm not going to, you know, I've got family birthdays coming up. You know, my mum's desperate to see my kids. I'm not going to flaunt those rules to make my life easier, to make other people happy. That's what I've been asked to do. I don't want there to be a lockdown. So for that reason, I'm going to limit myself to six. Um, if the question is per hundred thousand, how many people are going to equally follow the same advice? And I think you rewind lockdown, everybody, barring a few, as life is starting to go back to normal. You know, we had this conversation before. I, I regularly get the train to work now. And I would say always there is about a 50-50 split between people who wear it or don't wear it. You know, I, I, had, I had three people sat around me today that had a mask underneath their nose. And I just felt like saying, what are you doing? Can't fix stupid. What, what are you doing? Can't fix at what point? At what point do you believe that that is helpful, having a mask underneath your nose? Like, someone needs to explain to you how the bloody respiratory system works. And covering your nose is vital. So if you've got people doing that, that's just showing you that people's ability to do it is waning. So, so, so I don't know the answer there. I don't know what's going to make people do it. You know, it's difficult to argue that curfews don't work. You can't even get people to wear masks bloody properly. So nothing's working at the moment, is it really, in reality? I think um, I was talking to my brother about it the other day and I was like, on the flip side, maybe they have got it right in a sense of, not completely right, don't get me wrong, but maybe, so they timed, they were too late at the start, they should have locked down sooner. Um, they kept all the older people in, obviously a lot of them died, unfortunately, but they've kept all the older people in. They said the second wave would come and it would affect the younger people. That is because of the older people are in or they've stayed in or they're worried or so they've stayed in and the younger people are getting it but the death rate is still low but if the younger people are getting it and thousands have already had it then we're going to create herd immunity which they sort of believe London might have already reached that which will yeah because London's off. not been hit that much has yeah, it it's like, been mainly mainly like out of London I googled it the other day and uh, Croydon had 26 new cases and that was last week so, um, so maybe Londoners are built different. Yeah, so maybe we we are <laughs> by this way we're, we're creating herd immunity, which is obviously better for the long run, and maybe that's why. Uh, I mean, I think people should abide by what they're saying. There's a reason they're saying it. There's a reason why certain areas are being locked down. People, yeah, but also like I think a lot of people wearing masks. For long periods of time I think something needs to work with that because it's dangerous to breathe in your own CO2 isn't it for a long period of time so especially when them were after that too many coffees man yeah to make the lit yeah so I don't know and wash your mouth do basic things wash your mask once a week like wash your hands like I said at our event and I'm gonna say a big thank you to everyone that came down to our two events and a big thank you to everyone that came out to my birthday. But like I said, if you catch someone now leaving the toilet without washing their hands, you've got to do the Game of Thrones. Shame. That's what you got to say. Shame. But then, but then how far shame. do you take it? Do you, do, do, you, do you start to shame people who, who don't wash their hands after getting off the train? Do you, do you shame people who, who, 
who 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 don't wear a mask when they should. You know how far. You're not Tibongo. Shame. You're nasty. Look at shame. So where shame you know, so Chris, where you know Chris can come in here. Where 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 do you draw the line? I think people are just got to use common sense. Like if you think your hands might be dirty, wash them. But if you're out in public and you're touching surfaces, like don't be touching your face. Like we don't go and see Nan unnecessarily. Mm. And what about masks? What about masks? What about masks? Wear them. Wear them when you're out. If there's people about, wear yeah, a mask. When I'm on public transport, hundred. But technically, the guidelines are you're meant to wear them when you're at work. I ain't wearing it when I'm in the office. That's that's dead. I'm not not doing that. Why yeah. so long? There'd be a lot of people why? grateful if you did because it muffles. Yeah, well, yeah. Why? Yeah. What? What? What is the? So this is this is my thing. What is the argument against wearing it? And you can't use the argument. It's uncomfortable because it's always no, uncomfortable. I'm, I'm you. Like, if I'm wearing it on a train, I'm not chatting to no one. When I'm at work, I have to chat to people. The mask, I can't. Make, I can't hear what you're saying. Just take. I just take it off. Like for me, like for work, it's just not appropriate, bro. It's not appropriate for the job I do to have a mask on all day. Of course it is. But it's not appropriate for anybody to wear it. I'm there's there's no, there's no job not, where it's appropriate. Off, man. I can't. I, I need to talk. Well, I think I, I think phone calls, phone calls and nah, it's just not appropriate. It's not, I think it's not appropriate. so. So the argument there is, um, if you're in a job where talking is key, um, you wear a shield rather than a mask. Um, that at least has the face-to-face issue dealt with. Yeah. If you have to you talk, can't wear a mask, can you? No, you could wear a shield. You could have an earpiece. You know, the whole point is your your work is supposed to to adapt. Um, you can still talk with a mask on. It's just not great. But what people would do, rather than making you talk with a mask on, is that they'd make sure you are socially distant from the people you work with. So if you were to have your mask off, it wouldn't be much of a problem. I just think um, we are getting to the point now where you need a good reason for not wearing it. We don't want to get to the point like the Americans where we are banging the drum, filming ourselves going into places, not wearing masks because it, uh, it, it, it it's a constitutional right and that you have the right not to wear a mask. The amount of it's people ridic- that are like anti-mask. Yeah, you don't want to get to that point because if I'm telling you now, dangerous if we get to that point, look at the amount of deaths that America went through, we will be we following suit. Back, about a couple of weeks ago, they had some biker convention <laughs> and like, after the convention, like seventy-five to hundred thousand people caught corona. Mm. You know what I mean? Surprised. And now then biker man, you know what I mean? They don't rap. True. But any good news stories? Anybody got any good news? I don't know. It depends what you call Kid good news. Tottenham uh, top, top, beat that dead team in Europe. Is that good news for you? Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Yeah, signed the thing. Signed the thing, yeah. best striker in Europe. Say so. Well, actually, apart from Lewandowski, I'll allow him. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, thanks for that. Sorry, Daddy. Um, the sports section, but yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit skeptical about that Bamiyang thing. I just feel like I don't want to hear your what? negativity. No, no, not no, not negativity. Not to, I suppose, as an outsider, I suppose for me, we all knew he wasn't going. Uh, there's this is there's this nonsense about Barcelona came in for him last minute. Uh, I kind of take that with a pinch of salt. Um, that is for me. What took it so long? 
and I don't mean it from a Bamiyang's point of view, from the club's point of view. Like, what was Ozil what was all the fluffing around about? It's Ozil, man. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's just it's, it's all tactics, isn't it? It's all tactics. He's your best player. He's your ca- is he your captain. Yeah, he's yeah. club captain. Yeah. So, what are you faffing about? What's that about? Also, there's a rematch with Dylan White. And, hey, and hey, hey! You didn't answer my question, bro. What's that? Why is all the faffing about? Bruv, it's Arsenal, though, isn't it? We faff. That's what we do. Yeah, we that's do. Best at. We faff when we were in FA Cups. We, we've got a bad habit of waiting until players on their last year, their contracts, where they sign. It's just what we do. We signed, we we signed up Saka, though, so, and Martinelli, as, so we as did. An, as, as a fan, that's what I'm used to. But, yeah, Dylan White-Povetkin, that's set for November 24th. I think if Dylan White loses that fight, it's... Not, it's gonna be very hard for it to come. It's a long back. way back up, but he can he yeah, can come, he can come again because he's he's legit. But it's a long way back up. Um, I think Danny dancing on the stars is coming back soon. Right. <laughs> no, I don't really watch TV. Do you not? No, you, I, I, you're a mum. Right, right. You don't have time. Yeah. Dan, what about any any books you can recommend? Anything you want to recommend to anybody? Yeah. So I'm reading a new book. So go I on, read. Go on. I don't know if I've told you about these books. He's called Chris Carter. Um, he was um, a psychologist for serial killers. You know, I've got a bit of a thing about... Yeah, I like, I like a serial killer book. I've read a few. Yeah. It, this one's amazing. You've got to start from the beginning. Um, like He's got like 10 books of the same cop. Um, so you start from the beginning. Um, and it's called Written in What's Blood. What's it called? He's called Chris Carter. And so a couple of his books, you know, he's obviously must have come from some of his cases that, that he's done therapy sessions with. Um, but we'll drop that in the show notes. And then one of his, um, one of his books, yeah, I think it was called. Uh, what was it called? Let me Google it. Um, he he actually said this is based on a true story, but it's just been incorporated to his, um, his link with the um the cop. So uh, let me Chris Carter. Um, it's called Evil, I think. Oh, an evil mind. That's it. That is, I think, one of his best ones. But yeah, they're so, um, they're really like scary and gruesome and really yeah, like. That's, that's the book book recommendation for Danny. Yeah. Danny, I think maybe you should compile your top four books for the year. Okay. Um, top I've four. Got, I've got. I've got some. I've got some good book recommendations. Well, no, just one. Um, first of all, good news: Takashi Six Nine's album absolutely tanked. So that's massively good news. Yeah, that is good news. He, he, snitch. He was, he, snitch. He, was ex- he was expected to hit, because Big Sean also released now release an album, Detroit sorry, 2. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Start again. What happened with Tashi 69? His album it, tanked. It tanked. It tanked. Oh, it tanked. Oh, so, really? Okay. So he was expected to match Big Sean's release. They released at the yeah. same time. Big Sean did something like 150,000 in the first week. They were expecting Takashi 69 to do the same. He did forty-five thousand. So it absolutely tanked. So that's that's, that's the first don't, good news. Numbers don't lie. Yeah, they do not lie. And, and he is a numbers guy. He is a numbers yeah, guy. Numbers that's all he talks about is numbers. He said something silly like, um, "What did he? Say? Oh, it was some. It was little Lucy Vert. He suggested. He found it ludicrous that somebody would suggest that he wouldn't outsell little Lucy Vert. And if anybody knows little Lucy Vert, that guy, the numbers he puts on." Or something else, but anyway, um, that's my good news. Um, my particular shout outs three things that I've ingratiated myself a lot with this week is uh, the website, the online magazine, The Athletic, 
which does all sports stuff and lots of good podcasts and sports news they're doing a promotion where you get the whole year subscription for a pound a month well worth it i'm enjoying that it means less social media to get my sports news and more actual journalism which is really good um, that's where I got all my information about Greenwood and Foden. They had a really good article on there. That's a pound. It's usually eight pound a month. So that's really good. Um, I started reading a new book called How to Fail, Lessons that I've Learned from Failing. That's by a woman called Elizabeth Day. Um, it's really good. Really enjoying that at the moment. These will all be in the show notes right now. Um, yep. Yeah. And do you know what the podcast that's really You'll be surprised you to hear it. Obama podcast on our podcast, yeah, bro. yeah, I am because right. it's worth listening to. The Michelle Obama podcast is really good. It's really good. I've absolutely enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It kind of starts back in lockdown, so I've started from then when she first started doing it. Take it on Spotify. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's uplifting. They've got some when I, when when Obama was on it, I found it fascinating because the dynamic is he's like the easygoing guy who's really, really talented and it's all about the community. And he could have just been, he could have been a money grabber. He could have earned so much more money, but he was all about the community. And she's the opposite. She's really like, you know, come on, let's work hard. You know, let's get a future settled. She's, she's the driver and he's like, no, let's just chill and help people in the community. So I thought that was really fascinating. She has a lot of um, episodes with her, like her pals, and just talks about being in the White House and they're all quite topical. So that would be my podcast that people should should check out after listening to this one. Just right, Chris, what about you go. before you, Al wraps it up? I don't really have anything to plug. My life's been been a bit boring recently. All I've done is hang out with Greg. So, mm-hmm. um, so I guess yeah, I'll just I'll just finish with something positive. People just just keep keep on plugging away. Try and find fun where you can. Make your money. Check in with your friends and family and stay safe. And keep your social distance. I want to say, like I said before, a big thanks to everyone that came out for my birthday last week. It was great. My head was hurting big. Everyone that's came to our parties. Otto Bottoms Up is planned to make a return on the 31st of October, which is Halloween. That may change with if lockdown happens or doesn't happen. I also want to say we've got a magazine coming out this month. I'm just waiting for my editor, not saying no names, Danny, to send me a draft <laughs> so we can get that out there. And don't forget to follow the clothing line, Otto underscore clothing UK on all the socials. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube to this podcast. We are up and coming. We are doing big. Also, a big thank you to Kills who have sponsored this show today. And then I'm going to hand you back to Al to take it home. Yeah, the question for the Kills giveaway is um, can you give us the exact amount of complaints that the Diversity Dance had with Ofcom? We did mention it. Um, if you caught that, send us a DM to any of us or to the show itself um, and you'll win some Kill stuff. Um, so yeah, it's been nice. It's been good. I just feel like if anything to take away from this podcast, I know it sounds airy-fairy, but just be nice to each other, man. It's a tough time out there. I think we're heading for a little bit tougher times at the moment. And at work yesterday, I actually told somebody I appreciated the constructive criticism they gave me because they said it so nicely. You know, wow, how was you feeling okay? No, because this is the difference. This this woman gave me constructive criticism, and it was it was worded so well that I didn't see it as criticism. It was more like 
you know, it's a couple of things to do and it'll be fine. And I said to her, I think, you know, that's important because of where you delivered that in a time like now when people are just all a little bit stressed is, yeah, is, 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 is massively needed. So I, I, I thanked her for that. So yeah, everyone just needs to be a bit nicer to each other. And I think I'll echo Chris, not only checking on your friends, checking on your strong friends because they're the ones that tend to be suffering the most and don't say much. So yeah, all that's left for me is to say thank you to Danny. Thank you. Thank you again to Chris. Cheers, guys. And I think that's it. There's no one else to thank. No one worth of any notes, you know. Was anyone left to thank? The original playboy, fat boy, with a pretty boy smile, the golden one himself, <laughs> undisputed champ of the world, Mr. Otto. I'm running out of AKAs, but it's there. Two rum and done. Peace. G- GC, a.k.a. AKA Gemma Collins. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, right there. And there we have it. Boom.